0: The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WynNBet.com and start. Winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to 500 dollars in bonus cash. Head over to Propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com/slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Sobet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at sobet.io slash sgpn. That's sobet.io slash sgpn. And of course don't forget to download the sgpn app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Ooh, welcome everyone to the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin and the Eagles are in. Why not us? The Philadelphia Eagles, the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles, a team many thought would only win four games, five games, blow it up. Why even try to win this season? It's a lost season. Not so fast. Rare breed, Jalen hurts helps leads them to a victory. They get a little help from a couple of other teams. They beat the Washington football team 20 to 16. They get into the playoffs. We're going to talk playoffs, but first uh, recapping the win against the Washington football team got down 10, zero. I got rid of my super bowl socks, which I tried to uh, introduce into the mojo. It didn't work. They started figuring things out. They, they, uh, I, I thought Jalen hurts played his best game. Throwing the ball looked pretty sharp. Defense made Heineke look too good. A little, a little scary there with the defense, but they ultimately get the game-saving, uh, game ceiling interception with Rodney McLeod. Rob, let's talk uh, the win over the Washington football team, twenty to sixteen. I, I, I don't know what to think of it. Not super impressive, but still to go on the road to beat an NFC East opponent twice in twelve days—certainly not easy.
1: No, I mean, look, uh, there's a lot of positive you can take. But there's also a lot of negatives. I mean, these slow starts are certainly an issue. Oh, uh, yeah. The offense has to come out more. I mean, you know, that's a team. Honestly, we should have scored over 30 points. Um, In in my opinion, if the offense was really, you know, rocking, um, you know, we had some defensive struggles, which I'll talk about later again. um, I mean, they were making Heineke look like he was, you uh, you know, Tom Brady out there, Peyton Manning, whoever you want it to be, and and not only was he making throws, but like guys were like fifteen yards open. So yeah. Like, you know, anyone could have been out there making the throws. Uh, it wasn't hard. So, um, I don't know. We have to figure that out. Um, But offensively, I, I'll say this: I like the grit. I, I like um, you know that the team didn't get rattled. They were down. Um, you know, Sean, like you, I made a little wardrobe change at halftime. I took oh, nice. off my uh my uh t-shirt that I was wearing that I wore in our Super Bowl year. I, I think I've come to the conclusion that I need to just retire that t-shirt. I think yeah. it's had its run. Um, I don't think I can wear it anymore, uh, except just casually. So um, <laughs> but look, they 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 did, you know, they came out down the stretch, they won the game. Um, you know, they they the running game. Wasn't quite as good as we've seen in the past few weeks. Uh, yeah, no miles I
0: also thought the uh, O line wasn't as good as they, as they've been in previous games. Don't really know what to put my finger on it. They were pretty good pass coverage, but I do, I don't feel like they're quite getting the push. They normally got Boston Scott pretty solid game. You know, Jordan Howard was also injured and I, and I think that didn't help Sanders being out. What about you, Justin? What was the big takeaway from the uh, win in Washington?
2: I mean, I think the thing was, that I mean, it wasn't pretty, but uh, I'll definitely take it. I think Rob pointed out some key elements of the game there. I mean, there were certainly defensive struggles to start. It seemed like we were trying to be a little bit of aggressive, got some pressure on Heineke. But I know two of those passes, it almost seemed like he threw up and they met their mark. They got their guy. Um, Unfortunately, that interception was nullified uh, due to that hold call. Uh, But I mean, they really did struggle to begin with. It was nice to see though that they were able to get it back and they shut him out in the second half. But obviously I think that is our biggest weakness is the defense and the offense struggled as well. I mean, it was nice to see that we were able to come back from 10 down again, but it just sucks that we continue to be down to start the game. I, I am loving hurts though. His throws on the run are oh, yeah. more and more impressive. Um, he had some key third downs. I know that one throw on the run to ward was on a, uh, third down after uh, I think it was a Lane Johnson penalty. You talked about those offensive line struggles. I think Lane had two false starts, um, and then I think his run for what like twenty yards was on a third down as well. I could be mistaken
0: though. No, um, no, you're, you're, you're right on that. And the the juke move he pulls before he he breaks loose, I thought was, I mean, his ankle looks good, and some of the best
1: throwing I, for sure. I mean, that Greg Ward throw was just awesome. Yeah. One of my biggest takeaways was clearly it looked like his ankle was back to a level. And I think, I think I heard somewhere that he basically told Nick, you can call whatever after, you know, I think it was pretty clear the last few weeks that, that they were limiting his running place. So hopefully, you know, that's behind us.
0: Yeah. No, uh, anything else, Justin? Uh, I think just one thing
2: I wanted to just touch on, and I, I wanted to get your opinions uh, of it, but like our third down our fourth down, conversion rate is just abysmal right now it's 38% and meanwhile i think we're 100% i think we're 5 for 5 in two point conversions and i'm wondering like what the situation might be with that um just the fact that you know we're able to convert on two point conversions but not on fourth down and it's a bit concerning cuz i think it is something you need to look at when it comes to the playoffs later in the line you know those are much closer games so you got to be able to convert especially in the clutch and i'm just not sure what it is that's going on there, whether it's the play calling in those on those fourth down plays, or is the line just not getting the push or the other teams stacking the box so much that we can't get the run game going there. I don't know, but I think it's just at least something to look at.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's kind of play calling. Um, And I don't know, you, you bring up a good point. If we can do two point conversions, you would expect a lot of those are the similar plays. And it's interesting. We did actually convert Two fourth downs. I think both fourth, both touchdowns were on uh fourth and one there, right at the goal line. So I guess good that we're getting those, but it is weird that we've struggled with those uh other fourth down plays. Yeah, I don't know. I I would kind of have to think play calling, but
1: that that's all I got as far as uh why we're struggling on fourth. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I, I, you know, especially last game, I didn't have a problem with the decision to go for it. I just thought it was a poor play call. It was so obvious pre-snap that they had stacked the box. And then I forget if, I think it was Jordan Howard, um, but to just run up the gut, uh, it just wasn't a creative call. I know sometimes if he had done something overly created, we would have said he overthought it. But, yeah. you know, just looking at the defense, I, I thought they could have done something in the outside or Hertz could have kept it um, or even a quick throw. Um, so I, I have no problem with the decision. I just think maybe Nick needs to, you know, kind of look at his play calling a little bit on those. Yeah. And I think,
0: uh, I, I think now that Hertz's ankle seems a little bit better and he certainly seemed to have his running back. I think that really opens up the stuff on fourth down for maybe some like a uh, bootleg where he has like a run pass option. I always like stuff like that, where, you know, you can kind of read the defense, see what they're giving you and then, and then pivot off of that. But speaking of the rare breed untamed man himself, Jalen hurts. Of course we know him as a pro bowl alternate summer saying that's a shoddy thing. That doesn't uh, mean anything. I disagree. Give me Jalen hurts all day on the pro bowl team, but where does he, where does he fall amongst uh, the quarterbacks? I mean, I think we have to give him a lot of credit for first year starter, getting this team to the playoffs. He is going to be the youngest quarterback in Eagles history to start a playoff game, knock on wood. Uh, he's only 23 years, 148 uh, days old, so he's he's younger than even when Wentz was drafted. And you know, Wentz's first year as a starter, he went seven to nine. Um, Hertz obviously did better as his first year starting. And really, you know, I I don't know what you think about the talent around him. You could you could compare him a lot to some of these other quarterbacks. Obviously, I don't think he's in that upper echelon. You know, the Brady. Uh, Rogers, Patrick Mahomes. I, I think that is one subsection he's not even close to. I mean, I would even probably put Josh Allen in there.
1: Like That's I, a big concession for from you, Sean, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I know. Normally I'm not willing to admit that he's not even in the top. Uh, hey, I'm a fan. I know some, some guys <laughs> in our circle hate when the Eagles do well, but come on. I mean, they, they were two and five and now we're nine and seven guaranteed playoff spot. I did predict we would be resting our starters in week 18, and it looks like uh, we have that opportunity to do that here. Here's here's an easier uh, thing. Here here's quarterbacks who I would take Hertz over in, especially like moving forward. I think that's a good way to grade this because some of these guys are probably a little better this year, but like next year, who would you rather have? I think is a good exercise. So, uh, Jalen Hurts over Matt Stafford, yes. Jalen hurts over Kirk cousins. Yes. Jalen hurts over Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, Garoppolo. Yes. Kyler. I, I mean, I like, I like how much bigger Hurts is. And I am, I am worried that Kyler is too small for this league, but certainly Kyler has had a bunch of success. I'll say that's a push certainly would rather have him over whence uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. Um, Zach Wilson, I mean, the guy's shown a little bit of flash. Uh, I'm taking him over him. Heineke, I'm taking him over. Uh, guys like Lamar Jackson, I, I think you would have to take Lamar Jackson, although I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I would definitely take him over Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, obviously hurts over Golf, Daniel Jones, some of those guys. But I, I think the obvious ones like Brady Rodgers. Herbert, even probably I would, I, you, you would have probably to that that come on it's Sean. Close, it's close. Hey, come on. Who has more wins this season? Sean, I, I'm curious.
2: Yeah. Let, let's say you're, you are doing a draft for next season and Deshaun Watson comes up and everything Ooh. is all the baggage is away for whatever yeah. reason, everything is and you is said he's null and void. Right, would you take hurts or Deshaun Watson simply on playing
0: ability? I'm curious Ooh. about that. Well, I don't know, man. I've really, I've really fallen in love with Jalen hurts, right? <laughs> Obviously unlike you, I wasn't afraid to open up my heart to Jalen and hurts <laughs> the, the, the team likes him. The city's behind him. I think him and Sirianni have something going. I, I would, I would take uh, him over to Sean Watson. And I know you say like the other stuff aside, but I just, you can't really put that aside. And he would be, Serving some sort of suspension, you would imagine. Any the just ima- like the the blogs about his case and the allegations. It's just such a bummer. I want to. Well, yeah, him. I'm not taking
2: him, but you're, I wouldn't no, touch I know, him I with a ten foot pole I, with that I, stuff. But I, yeah, just, just
0: talent alone. Even yeah, talent alone. I would still take Hurts because Deshaun Watson two ACL injuries and he took a year off. I don't know. To me, that's scary. But again, I'm a diehard Hurts sure. Hurts uh, guy. Where where are you at, Justin? Where are you? Uh, where, where are you throwing uh, hurts here in the list of quarterbacks?
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of surprised because I think I would have I would have put him probably about twentieth without looking, mm. um, or, or roughly around there, maybe eighteenth. But I was looking through it, and uh, there's the obvious guys who are ahead of him, and then I get to like you know the Prescotts, Lamars, Stafford, and Cousins, and I think I got to put all those guys still above him. Um on oh, Kirk Cousins? I got Herbert and Burrow. Yeah, I mean if you look at Kurt Cousins' stats, yeah. I know he's not a big game player, and I can see why people would knock him, but he's got 4,000 yards right now, 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, it's pretty great stats if you look at his stats alone. Uh I think where that's where right after cousins is where it starts to get tough. Like when you look at like the Tannehills, the Mayfields, the Cars, uh Wentz and even Mac Jones. And I think at that point, I put Mac ahead of him, and then I had Jalen at 15. And then I looked at their numbers, and I was actually really surprised to see that, you know, other than completion percentage, just on passing, Jalen's pretty close to where Mac is. Uh, I guess he's about 400 yards short. So, But if you look at their TDs, Jalen has 22 passing touchdowns, Mac has 21 passing touchdowns, and Mac has 12 interceptions. Jalen has 13 interceptions, but that's not accounting for Jalen's rushing yards, which yeah. is about 800 now, and he's doing that at about six yards a clip. And then he has 13 rushing TDs. You have to put him over Mac at this point, and I would put him probably 14th conservatively at this point, yeah. which is nice. I think that's great considering his second year, second, and it's the first full season. I mean, this it, and if you take into account his contract everything else going on. I, I think that's actually a great upside and I was surprised to see it considering. Yeah, I've been a bit of a doubter on him, but if you could put him 14th at this point, I think you got to stick with him for next season. No doubt. and Not even try to reach for anybody um, in the draft. I know there's nobody good at this point or even, you know, try to pick up a Wilson or maybe even a Rogers. It's not worth it in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it does seem like an, an honest grading would probably have him in the 10 to 15 range, depending on how much you value the rushing. And I think the rushing is important. I, right? people just diminish it and you're like, oh, he's a quarterback. He's not supposed to rush, but he gets those clutch third downs that keeps the offense out on the field and makes the defense, which is clearly limited their job so much easier. Uh, I, I think he does have a chance to be a top 10 quarterback next season. I think top five next season would be crazy. Uh, but I think like the, the five to 10 range is somewhat realistic. Uh, you know, if, if things break, right, Rob, where are you at with uh, Hertz and, and, you know, you heard our comparisons. I, I think you're crazy to put cousins over him. Uh, Pentandy. I mean, I get his passing stats are a little cleaner than Hertz's, but you know, just the, the big game activity. Uh, I hear you. I hear you, but
2: I'm, I'm just saying even Stafford, I mean, I put Stafford over Jalen as of right now, I don't think that's going to continue, but we'll see.
1: Yeah,
0: I
2: mean, the
1: Stafford, the back injury scares me. What about you, Rob? Well, first of all, Sean said going into next year. So there is some potential factoring into this, I guess, in the way you framed this, Um, you know, look, I, I agree with you, Sean, absolutely no to Kurt cousins. I just think he's one of these guys that puts up big stats in the regular season and he just doesn't seem to come to play in the big game and he's not taking you to that next level. So I'm a hundred percent with you on that, you know, Stafford It's tough. You know, I, I had a higher opinion of Stafford, but now he's having kind of a, a a questionable run here. No, he had what three picks two weeks ago. Um, We'll see where he can take the Rams. I've generally have thought Matt Stafford's a really good quarterback. So I'm still inclined to put him over uh, hurts. But you know, other guys, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'd put Herbert over him. I think you have to put Joe Burrow over him. Uh, you know, Burrow's playing pretty lights out. Oh, yeah. Um, especially from where he is. Like, you still got to put Wilson. You know, I agree with you. I think Carr, uh, you know, I put Hertz over Carr. Um, you know, I'll put Hertz over Garoppolo. Uh, well, what about, you know, what about, what about Mac Jones? What are you doing there? Cause yeah, yeah. Mac Jones is a tough one. Um, He's had like the perfect situation. I do think so. I mean, I think Hertz is probably a better fit for what we're doing. It gives us a little more dynamic. Mac Jones is probably a little, is probably the better passer. Um, but the overall package with Hertz is enticing. I I don't know that I agree with you with Zach Wilson. This is a tough one for me. And this is, this is that potential that factors in. I mean, one you know the jets are just so hard to evaluate anyone on that team because they're, they're just always a mess. And, you know, it does seem like Robert Salas could be a good coach, but you know, it's only one year in. Um, but I, I still just think that, that Wilson has arm talent on a next level than hurts. I mean, there's a reason he was that, you know, picked so high um, so I would still be inclined to take him over Hurts, you know, if you're asking well, what about what
0: about Trevor Lawrence? I feel like a lot of people would be like, You're crazy, yeah. He's the number one pick <sighs> overall. I know and I know Jacksonville sucks and they have a horrible coach, but I mean, watching Trevor Lawrence, he does not look good. And and even bad quarterbacks, I mean, like Tim Boyle for the Lions was throwing for passing touchdowns in garbage time as they were getting blown out. It's really hard not to be
1: able to get passing touchdowns yeah. in the NFL. I, I get that. I mean, but what kind of coaching did he have? I mean, Her- urban Meyer got fired in his first year after being this huge hire without even making it through the season. So pretty crazy. Um, I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence had an unbelievable college career, so it's hard to believe there's no potential there. And he just forgot how to play the game. Um, I, I would I'd probably be inclined to roll the dice and take Trevor Lawrence and see what he does in an actual good system. Uh, I will say though
2: that if we're just looking at like a draft for next season, this would essentially be almost like another. An- another rookie season for Lawrence correct under a new quarterback, yeah. unfortunately for him. So he's almost set back another year.
1: Yeah. If you're telling me one season only, I'm taking Hertz. If mm-hmm. if you're saying for the franchise going forward, I think I'm still rolling the dice with Lawrence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say one season. Cause that helps hurts like <laughs> All right, Then, I'm, then I am <laughs> taking Hertz. Up. I think he settled in. I think we found our groove with him. I do think he is passing; has improved. I still think he needs to see the field better. I still think he underthrows the deep ball, which drives me crazy. He, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the arm, if it's the timing, if it's a combination. But you know, if you can't throw a deep ball in this league, eventually it's going to hurt him.
0: Yeah, and he's had some successful deep balls. I agree with you. There's, um, yeah, like that Quez throw was a little underthrown. or or the Rager one was, but overall I thought his accuracy was, was pretty solid. I agree. He does need some work on the deep ball though.
2: I will say though, the thing that is saving him with that is the fact that he puts it in a spot where it hasn't really been intercepted. So even though it's not always on, it seems to be at least in a position where if somebody's going to get it, usually it's our guy. I know he threw one recently. I think it was the Goddard, which was almost a 50, 50 ball. Luckily he came down with it, but it seems like he's he's putting them at least in safe spots, not necessarily hitting the mark. But yeah, I guess only that's only a bit of a th- consolation, but the- it's still not good enough. I
0: agree, Rob. I mean, a big reason why we won that game against Washington, we didn't turn it over, and they did. And and you know, if our defense isn't going to create a ton of turnovers, you don't have a a ton of margin uh, for errors. So he's been playing a really clean game as far as picks and fumbles, especially if you take away that fumble or that interception that Dallas Goddard. I was like 100% his fault on that interception. Uh, he's playing a really clean game. And I, and I think that can't be underestimated because we don't have a massive margin for error. And And if we have a quarterback like Hertz, that's playing a really clean game. I, I think it's a good fit. All right. We're going to get to uh, the playoffs here coming up. But before we do that time for realist Rob, everyone's super psyched. At least I'm super psyched about the playoffs. But we keep coming back to our defense. It's weird. Like that first half, this defense looks so horrible. It reminded me of how they looked earlier in the season, like Derek Carr, where he just completion after completion, after completion. I mean, Heineke was 10 for 10, uh, you know, we were fortunate. We only let up 16 points in the first half, completely shut them out in the second half. And then you look at the result and go, oh, they let up 16 points on the road. How can we be mad? Uh, is the, is
1: the defense going to be what kills us in the playoffs? I mean, I don't even know if it's a defense versus Jonathan Gannon. I, it's just like, it, he just forgets the schemes that works. And and I don't know if he thought, Oh, Heineke, he's no threat. We'll just sit back and uh, you know, keep everything underneath. But then I'm watching the game and, and I'm just going on the eye test, but like these guys are wide open. Like any QB that's on an NFL roster could have been hitting most of these throws because they were just so open. So he needs to stick with the man. He needs to stay aggressive. And and I don't know why he has these moments where he just like starts out with something that doesn't work and then doesn't adjust. And, you know, I, I, we keep getting up the 16 points per game, but I I do think we have to factor in, let's not sugarcoat it. We've played some bad teams and some bad QBs. And that is skewing those stats. I mean, I went back and, and looked at a few of our you know games and how many points we gave up and you know granted most of these were earlier in the season but earlier in the seasons when we played the better teams i mean the cowboys we gave up 41 points the chiefs we gave up 42 points the bucks we gave up 28 points the raiders we gave up 33 points the chargers we gave up 27 points the saints we gave up 29 points so you know, the better teams on our schedule, the defense did not fare so well. And I like to believe that, well, those were earlier earlier in the year. He figured it out. The scheme's better. But then I see moments like last game where we're getting picked apart by the, you know, the football team and, and Heineke uh, that leads me to believe maybe it's just the competition and he's benefiting from that. And, um, you know, I think the fact that he was rumored to be, you know, interviewed for all these head coaching jobs and then he came out uh, you know, and that was his scheme last week. Certainly, is not going to be helping his case. Yeah, so I, I have significant concern going forward. I think it's going to be a problem in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: I I agree. I'm I'm very concerned that a veteran quarterback could just pick us apart. Cannon's uh, got to get these DVs up on them and and play aggressive. And much like when the entire fan base said "run the damn ball," and they ran the ball and they played so much better. This is what we we're saying with the defense. Play up the on the line, play aggressive, and it it makes such a huge difference. Oh, good news though, we have extended the Brian Dawkins mini helmet giveaway. All you gotta do is leave a review, and we're gonna keep it running until the Eagles season is officially over. So who knows uh, when this contest will end? Just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash Eagles. Very easy. Just leave a review on Apple Podcasts, send in the screenshot, and you're good to go. Uh, contests uh, only legal where contests are legal. Must be 18 uh, years older and in the United States. Oh, yeah, of course, we are brought to you by WinBet, the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Ton of great sign up bonuses uh, for those of you in a WinBet state Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. New Jersey. I know there's a lot of uh, bird fans over there. Make sure you sign up. You can bet $5, win $400 and free bets. Are you kidding me? Just head over to winbet.com and get your risk free $1,000 sports bet. That's W Y N N B E T T.com Bet big, win bigger with winbet. We're also about to buy Prop swap where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Looking to get involved in the uh, MVP market? Maybe you want to buy a. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl ticket. You can do that over at propswap.com and you can get the best prices because you're buying directly from other betters. Use that promo code SGP and you double up your first deposit. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. All right. And we're back. We're talking Eagles, we're talking playoffs. Oh, man. Now we have to do the uh, math here of who do we want to play in the first round? Uh, We got four options essentially, as far as like who we could end up with uh, in the, uh, in the first round of the wild card, we have Arizona as an option, Dallas as an option, Tampa Bay as an option, and then uh, Rams as the other option. So Rams, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Arizona, it seems like scenario wise, it most likely uh, we will end up playing the bucks but you know, there's a lot of configurations, Justin, if you had to pick of these four, make a case for who we should be playing. Oh man. I, uh, I actually think we're outclassed by all
2: of them. Let me just say that off the top. I think we're at least seven point underdogs, but I guess if I got to pick it, I'm fine with sticking with Tampa. I know there's super bowl champs, but, uh, and they have Tom Brady, but they're banged up. I mean, if you look at the roster right now, I mean, Jason Pierre Paul, he's hurt. Shaq Barrett as well. Um, He's got a knee issue. I think he might be back in a couple of weeks. We'll see, Um, you know, Fournette's out at this point, Ronald Jones has a little bit, he's getting an MRI on his ankle today. Last I saw. So they're down to like Keyshawn Vaughn and our, and our, uh, and uh, bell as well as our good boy, uh, Kenjin Barner you know, running back. So, and no Brown anymore, right? Godwin's out as well. So I think that actually, you know, it is Tom Brady back there. And I know our defense is not good by any means, but I, he runs on, you know, a well-run offense. Yes. He could pick apart defenses, but if he doesn't have the timing down with his receivers and his running backs and they're not in the game, then, you know, things, problems could happen. Maybe a tip pass, you know, a guy, you know, has something uh, pop off his hands. We take advantage of it. I mean, maybe that happens that way. Um, That's, I think our benefit there is the fact that they're just banged up and maybe we could take advantage of that. I would say maybe Rams second. I mean, Stafford, we, he could get rattled. I mean, he's had some really bad games in the past. You know, his playoff record isn't good either. Um, (laughs) Considering he's never really made the playoffs. Um, So no playoff wins. Maybe that's an issue. Um, so, yeah, uh, I would say Tampa first ramp second for me,
0: yeah. I mean, the obvious there is Brady with the thirty five uh, you know playoff victories. The team is confident. Uh, they they do a decent job stopping the run, although, like you said, with all those injuries, their defense hasn't been as good as they've been normally. and And Rob, you know pointed out that all these points we were letting up to, to teams that were either good or you know not that good and we should be shutting them out. But the you know, the Jets put up 24 points on the on the Bucks and had them on the ropes there. I mean, we hit oh, pretty easily. Sorry, Sean. One other thing I wanted to point out is we played them week
2: six. And they did put up 28 on us, uh, but that was actually the last week that we really weren't relying heavily on the run. Yeah. So I think week seven is where we started that. I think you know. They haven't really seen anything from us that that we've been doing recently. So I think that is to our advantage as well as the fact that we'd be doing a little bit more of a run game plan against them this time around and maybe be able to take advantage of that.
0: Well, and and I think what's, what's fun about this team and what makes us kind of dangerous is we don't really know how good this team is because the team that, you know, went on this seven and two run is completely different than the team that was two and five. Now, again, there is the level of competition factored in there, but we're, we're playing a completely different style too. It's not like we're just barely beating uh, these bad teams. I mean, a lot of these bad teams, we really put away, uh, you know, with the exception of the division stuff, which is, which is always kind of close, you know, I mean, we destroyed some of these, some of these bad teams and the style of play, like I said, is completely different. So I think that's, we're kind of a surprise, honestly,
1: Rob, what about you? Who, who are you hoping we match up with in, in round one? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think you guys are crazy wanting to go against Brady. Oh, I didn't, um, I didn't, that was not my pick. I was just, I was, okay. I was weighing out. The well, money. it was Justin's pick. Um, well, I'm
2: just I, saying I'm going to lean into the Tampa. We're going to get him. We got like a 70% chance when you look at the schedule and everything. So why not? Let's bring it.
1: Uh, look, I hear you. I just, uh, you know, Brady versus Gannon, I, I, you know, <laughs> Brady's one of these guys that like, you know, usually I would agree. I think they are, you know, they do have injuries and their skill positions and and whatnot. But I just think Brady's one of these guys, he's going to find a way he's going to see right through that scheme and he's going to pick us apart. And it may not be like 60 yard bombs, but he's going to just methodically move down the field and and, and we're going to be in a hole immediately. So I'm avoiding him. Um, I also don't want to play Dallas, although they have not been playing well. Um, I just think playing them two weeks in a row, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't love it. Um, So I just don't like that matchup. I, I would probably take, Um, I, I think I would actually like to play the Cardinals and I know they're a good team. I just think maybe our best chance is to play a younger team. Maybe Gannon can come out with the scheme to confuse Murray a little. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's just my gut. The cards did just beat the Cowboys, but they didn't look amazing doing
0: that. Before that, they they had a uh, three game losing streak. They they haven't been the same like explosive offense um, since they uh, since they lost DeAndre Hopkins and their run defense actually was really good early on the season. Their defense overall, but when they lost J.J. Watt, um, that kind of fell apart. I mean, this Cardinals team does feel a little kind of on the ropes. Arizona isn't an amazing place to play, but for me, it's, it's pretty obvious who I would want to play again. uh, Justin's right. We probably will end up with the Bucs. So I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into some stuff already there on the bucks angle, but the Rams to me, again, I I'll be at the game. I'll help will the team to victory. Uh, More importantly though, Stafford is clearly dealing with like a back and elbow injury. I think we match up kind of decent with uh, the Rams. We've owned the Rams in general. I know most of that was the Doug P owning Sean McVay, but I kind of think uh, this Rams team wouldn't be that well suited for our smash mouth style. Uh, I like Jalen hurts to make some plays against this Rams defense, you know, like maybe they would put uh, Ramsey on Devonta Smith. That'd be fine. We can just work stuff with Goddard. Uh, so I, I really think we match up best against the Rams and Matt Stafford never won a playoff game. I'd much rather go up against him. Then a guy like Brady who's 137. Like I, I I think that's it's gonna be a huge ask. And almost if we beat the Bucks, it's gonna be hard to get up for the next game because that's gonna be such a huge victory.
2: But one thing I do like about going up against the Rams, Sean, is the fact that, you know, Stafford's a guy who likes to get those chunk yards. And I mean, the one thing about our defense is that, you know, we take the top off. So we, we do actually allow quite a bit underneath. But usually, like, the biggest yardage you'll see from another team is, you know, 15, 20-yard passes. And that's about it, unless a guy, you know, breaks a tackle. Where I feel like Stafford gets uncomfortable at times taking all that underneath stuff and he could make a mistake trying to go too deep at times. So uh, that could work to our advantage possibly.
0: Yeah. And it does seem like Brady, if anyone would be the type of guy who would be able to, to benefit from that kind of stuff. I, I just worry that Gannon's going to call that defense where he just sits back and it's going to be dink and dunk. I mean, all the injuries and they're banged up and you know, it does feel like this bucks team is kind of hitting a wall, uh, emotionally and, and physically, uh, because they've been dealing with so much stuff. So that I think is the stuff we have to kind of lean on uh, as we go into the playoffs. What do we, uh, no one mentioned, or Rob mentioned Dallas or not wanting Dallas. I, I, Dallas has kind of been playing pretty crappy as well. So the case for them is, is pretty simple is that they're just not playing their best ball either. Um, And I think we would match up way better and and have revenge on our minds uh, against them. But I am with you. I don't like playing those two games uh, back to back for the Eagles. Uh, What about, you know, while we're kind of looking in the playoffs, we made the playoffs. There were a lot of haters, a lot of doubters throughout the season. Justin, do you have any, uh, any favorite, either someone calling out the Eagles saying they weren't going to win. They were going to be horrible. Uh, what do you, what do you got as far as uh, you know, some cold takes from the Eagle season?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've seen the, you know, some her obviously, and then like our, our record and stuff like that. But I think the one that that stuck out to me is the, the Ben Lindsay one from pro football Fo- focus at the beginning of the season where he ranked us the 29th worst roster in the league. I mean, and that that's pretty insulting considering, you know, at the time we had Smith, Uh, Ertz was on the roster at that point, which, you know, he's a withering tight end, but still puts up a decent amount of catches and yards. Goddard, who is up and coming. He's playing great, actually, at the moment. Sanders. And then our offensive line, I mean, just taking that into account, I mean, it's top five offensive line in the league. How do you put us with that offensive line as having the 29th worst roster. Um, not to mention that we had Slay, Graham, and Cox and McLeod on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's just you know, a, a piss poor analysis on his part, <laughs> and it shows at the end of the season. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, there you go. You know, yeah,
0: 29 is uh crazy at a, at a 32. I mean, we got the New York Giants in there, which uh, that has just been a, a disaster of all disasters. Did you guys see the? Uh, and I forget if we put it in the group chat, but um, Joe Judge talking about how in 2018 uh, everyone thought they were going to get fired halfway through the season, but they just buckled down and you know took it one game at a time. And someone retweeted <laughs> you know, like uh, seven and two Patriots. Like, what are you talking about? He's really <laughs> lost his mind. It's uh, it's pretty hilarious. It is. What was his latest thing?
2: I don't want to talk about passing stats or what is it? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. The passing sets aren't where they need to be. It was, they had like <laughs> negative 10 yards And then he put on <laughs> ran about how uh, a lot of players, even though uh, that played with the team last year, even though they're making more money on other teams, they call him all the time wishing they could play for uh, the Giants. Yeah. It's like, what, where are you? Where are you coming up with this stuff, Rob?
1: What about you? Any, any cold takes uh, you want to throw yeah, back? Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the takes after about five games of the season saying Nick Sirianni is uh. one and done. Uh, and I'll be honest, I was starting to fall into that trap. Yeah. I thought it was a possibility. Um, but man, did he bounce back? And, you know, we've talked about it multiple weeks now, but you could argue he's been the best uh, first year head coach, either him or, you know, the guy uh, from the chargers. So, um, you know, looking back, that was a horrible take. And and I'm glad. I, I, think Nick Sirianni hopefully has a bright future here.
0: Yeah. As someone who was in attendance of that uh, Raiders game, I could kind of see how you, know, you would be out on the team and, and Sirianni, but again, he. He of the ship. He came up with the flower metaphor, the roots on three, and they started to take hold. He's been fertilizing them all year. And they, these, uh, these flowers are starting to bloom. To me, the all timer is uh, Chris Sims uh, when he, who has since apologized for this take, but he listed his top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL and Jalen hurts was not on the list. I mean, I'm sure partly he did that because he knew Philadelphia sports media would be uh, up in arms, but to not include him in the top 40 is insane. And some of the people he had above him were like Kellen Mond, who we got to (laughs) take a look at uh, last night. And it's like, are you kidding me? Uh, This is crazy because you know, I, I can see I, you wouldn't be high on Hertz, you know, coming into the season. But I mean, he he showed something in that four game sample, but even if you want to say he's like bottom ten. Even bottom five, okay, I can see how you make a case, but 40, that means there's like seven backup quarterbacks who are better than him. Uh, just insane. So Chris Sims has apologized for his Jalen Hurts take. And you know, that's all that's all we're asking for. As far as the playoffs, though, the the big thing that's really, you know, preventing us from really going on a run, I think, is the slow starts, both defensively and offensively. Rob, if you were in uh,
1: the coach's room, what would you be doing differently to get rid of these slow starts? And this is tough. I mean, one on defense, I don't stop coming out on these soft schemes to start. I think that's what's, you know, let's be aggressive from the start of the game. So that's number one on defense Um, and on offense. I don't know. I think, I think if I was uh, Nick calling the plays, you know, it's tempting to start with more passes. Uh, I think you got to start with the run, but I think what I would do is I would call a few more designed hurts runs. to yes. get Going. I think it helps him settle in. It helps the passing game. It helps the rest of the running game. So that is what I would do. I would get him running a bit um, or at least on the move where he's a threat to run. And then, you know, maybe you do some rollout throws, things of that nature. But I, I think we should exploit that a little more.
0: Hundred percent. Once he starts running a little bit, his you can just tell the energy. Of the offense gets up. He does seem like a guy. Once he gets tackled once or twice, he kind of wakes up, and I think that really will help with his slow starts. And and they've done it on and off, but I think you know maybe end of first quarter or you know middle of the second quarter throwing a couple drives where you're running hurry up. I I I think when you do those every once in a while is a nice change of pace. It it seems to give the offense a nice kick and for defense. It's obviously it's just, it's just game plan. Like again, can't be aggressive. Can't be too aggressive. I don't think with our guys and if we're going to get burned a little bit. So be it. Justin, what about you? What, what tips or tricks do you got for uh, getting over the slow start? Yeah, I think you guys hit on it on defense. I mean,
2: <clears throat> basically what you said, you know, keep the pressure on or, or make sure the pressure is coming early. Um, and then I think with offense, I was just trying to think of how we could mix it up a little bit more. And, Uh, I don't want to abandon the run by any means, but I think, you know, starting off with a deep shot or even a few deep shots on the first series might open things up a little bit more for us, you know, get hurts a little bit more comfortable. I don't, uh, I don't mind the idea of, you know, maybe having hurts do those runs, but I was thinking maybe that opens things up just a tad more if we're, you know, willing to throw it, you know, 40 down yards down the field on the opening player too.
0: I like it. Yeah. I mean, Quez Watkins is a guy we've seen some flashes and just, I I still feel like we haven't uh, tapped into Quez's potential enough. All right. We're going to, uh, oh man, we got the game preview against the Cowboys. Talk about our updated draft picks before we get to that though, time for Justin's gem, the playoff edition, Justin, we're going to be breaking down the, the matchup once we know it uh, after the week 18 game. but what is a, what is a big thing we should be keeping an eye on or the birds need to be doing uh, to get us ready for the playoffs? Yeah. I
2: mean, I think it, it's obviously going to be a team effort in this case. I, I think that the deck is really stacked against us in in these playoffs, but you know, if we are going to be successful, Everybody's got to be able to come together. I think we do need to lean on our veterans. For instance, Kelsey, he had that speech recently. I think that was nice. I mean, and Lane's on that line. But I think it actually comes down to, first and foremost, our offensive line. You know, what they're able to do and the, and be able to, you know, uh, convert on fourth down, uh, honestly, I think is going to be another key aspect to what we need to do here in the playoffs. And, and a guy on that line who I feel like hasn't gotten enough recognition is – our undrafted free agent who we picked up. Uh well, he wasn't a free agent, sorry. Uh he was undrafted, Herbig, who we've had a number of years. Sure. But, you know, he's played a hell of a season. And we talk about Dickerson and Mylada, you know, obviously Kelsey and Lane, but I mean Herbig's filled some shoes, and he continues to play better year in and year out with each snap that he gets. So I think he's gonna be a key guy, actually, to what we're doing here. Um, and I just have one other guy I want to point out. I think. If we do emerge with at least a playoff win or maybe two, Gainwell is going to be a guy who, you know, we start to see do something. I don't think Sanders is going to be 100% healthy on that ankle. I, I think he comes back, you know, see some snaps, but I, I don't know. It looked pretty bad this last time around, and it just seems to be a continuous issue. So who knows how many snaps he's going to get. Howard, he did come in for 11 snaps last game, but he only averaged, uh, it was under three three yards to carry. So I don't know how good he is with that stinger. And like we pointed out two years ago, he was out for the rest of the season with a stinger. So I think he could be a guy we really look to actually to get us some yards, especially some passing yards um, with some screens and whatnot, because seems to have the hands. And I looked up his 40 time as well. And his 40 times actually faster than Sanders, not by much, but mm-hmm. it's just something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. O-line and uh, Gainwell emerging as a, as a playoff back. That is a, uh, uh, that would be pretty sweet. And he's, he's also, he's a rookie who's shown some flashes. Speaking of rookies, we will be having three first round picks joining us on the roster Uh, and us. I'm referring of course, to our team, the Eagles right now, Miami uh, eliminated from the playoffs. So guaranteeing a, a, a a nice uh, spot there for them. They're sitting at the 14 spot, the Colts pick, uh, which we now own outright uh, is sitting at 21 and our Eagles pick is sitting at 19. Rob, do you imagine a scenario where we're trading up? We're going to, or I here's a, here's a better question over under how many of these first round picks do we trade either to move up or trade for next year or to trade
1: down? How many of these first round picks do you think we end up trading? I don't think we trade more than one. Um, I I do not see us moving up for uh, a quarterback. I I really do think that is off the table. One, there's, there's no one in this class that that really sounds great. Um, And then two, I I do think they're going to stick with Hertz another year. So uh, I think that's off the table. You know, is there going to be a playmaker they may really want maybe, but uh, you know, I do find it somewhat hard to believe that we're going to find there. We're going to trade one of our first to get up and get someone. If we move up, I could see us trying to package a second, you know, whatever to move up a few picks for someone. Uh, that's my gut. I, I do think it remains a possibility, however, and keep an eye on this, that we could trade one of our picks away for our first next year, Yeah, to try to have capital in next year's draft as well. Thinking well, then if, if Hertz has another, you know, if we're still not sold on Hertz after another year, we'd have two first round picks and could do something then. So I think that may be more likely than us actually trading up for a pick.
0: Yeah. What about you, Justin? If I set the line at one and a half picks traded from the first round, you take an over or under?
2: I go under. I'm actually kind of with Rob here. Um, I agree. I think we do definitely trade away a first rounder in order to get a first rounder next year. It just seems like a a smart Howie type of uh, idea to do. Um, He loves his insurance policies, especially when it comes to the picks. He loves his quarterbacks as well. And I, I don't see anybody in here that's enticing him not even in somebody who would drop to the second round to get as a QB. So I think, uh, I think we would definitely, you know, try to get somebody possibly next year in the first round. Um, I think he'll be willing and dealing for that. I will say uh, that it looks like that Miami pick, I think you pointed out as 14 right now, I guess it has the possibility of going as low as 10. I think I saw depending upon a lot.
0: Yeah. If they lose, it can go, it can become a top 10 pick. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I think that's a pick you keep, but only if you could get either Hamilton, uh, who is a Stanley, Linderbaum, Beloftis, or Hutchinson. If you can't get one of those five guys in the top 10, then I think you do trade down and see what you can do. Because I only think that those guys are, you know, five key guys that we could utilize on our team that would possibly be, you know, in that top 10. Top ten pick range. I, I like Nickobi Dean. I love him actually. I just think that you know that's a, a linebacker who you're probably going to be able to get. Hopefully at around twenty, maybe at the. I would think he maybe be around eighteen twenty mark, and it's
0: possible that we have another pick in that range. So we'll see. Yep. All right. Uh, when we come back, we are going to preview the game. A meaningless game, but you know, there's, there's certainly some stuff we're going to be looking out for against the Dallas Cowboys. We're also to by better fantasy. Better fantasy is a new free to play app. You can win uh gift cards again. Uh, you're betting on these. They have a lot of cool prop contests for Monday night football, Thursday night. Of course we got the playoffs coming. They got stuff for that. Betterfantasy.com slash S G P N. That's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G P N sign up there. You will not be disappointed. We're also riding by So Bet. So Bet is social betting and it's social betting at its finest. You go to so dot I O slash S G P N throw down the gauntlet. Maybe you got a Cowboys uh, fan uh, in your life. That's very unfortunate, but you may want to challenge them to a bet this Sunday. All you got to do is go to sobet.io/sgpn, sign up there, then send them a link and challenge them. So that's right. Join the social betting revolution at sobet.io/sgpn. All right, and we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. So we got a game coming up against the Dallas Cowboys. However, pretty meaningless uh, for each team here. Although I guess Dallas could maybe get as high as a two seed. Maybe they want to play that seven seed. Lot of uh, scenarios involved as far as like who can play where, but there Dallas is not in the contention for the number one seed. Green Bay has locked that up. Dallas will have a home playoff game. And then the Eagles I think can get as high as a uh, six, maybe even five, but they would need a bunch of help there. But really it's it, it the seeding doesn't matter that much. So, I mean, what do we do here? How much do we play the starters? Do we play the starters at all? Do we play them a quarter? Right now, the line over at Win Bet is Cowboys minus seven. It opened as a minus three uh, for the Cowboys. It's now up to seven, total sitting at 42 over at Win Bet. And that's based off this latest news where Mike McCarthy said, quote, We're going to line up to do what we need to do to win the game. I think playing up there in the weather in Philadelphia will serve us well. So it, 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 it sounded like they, they were asking him about playing in starters. He didn't say, The starters are going to play hundred percent of the game, but his his coach speak is implying they're going to play a bunch. Sirianni is claiming they're still figuring it out. Rob, we'll start with you. Should the Eagles play their starters? What starters should they play? How long should they play? What should the plan be uh, going in against Dallas?
1: No, I think there's nothing to gain uh, by playing the starters, quite honestly. I mean, sure. Some of them will play, but I, you know, I would rest all the veteran offensive line guys. I'd rest my Lotta. I'd rest Goddard. First of all, half like 12 guys on our team have COVID. So we don't even know if they'll be able to play this week. Uh, that came out today, you know, guys like I think Kelsey um, Goddard. Um, there's a whole list of them. So that's an issue to begin with. I would not play hurts. And I, you know, this is why um, one. I, There's a little concern with rust if he doesn't play, but my concern is he's coming off an injury to this ankle. And we just saw last week that he finally looked like he was getting back to normal. My concern if you play him is it just takes one bad cut one tweak to re-injure that ankle and have a setback before that playoff game. So I would err on the side of caution. I would let him truly get back to a hundred percent him at hundred percent is going to give us the best chance to win that game. And I think the only way we can ensure that is if he doesn't play, I would let Minshew play. And quite honestly, you may be able to still compete with Minshew. He did very well in the game that he played. So that's the stance I would take. I would rest most of the guys, especially the veteran veterans. There's just nothing to gain from it. Let's go into the playoffs as healthy and as rested as possible. Justin, what about you?
0: what do you what do you uh, what do you think the
1: Eagles should do yeah i'm 100% with rob here i mean don't
2: don't play anybody that matters in my opinion obviously you got to play some guys but um i wouldn't play anybody that that i don't have to at this point um especially hurts number one first and foremost i mean cuz you're going to be replacing as rob pointed out guys like kelsey and lane who are older and why would you put hurts you know behind a line like ours you know with with less than perfect players right um i also uh heard that mccarthy said they're playing their starters yeah. so if if we're going to play you know not play our starting line uh why would you have hurts back there against their starting defensive line just to possibly get punished so at this point i wouldn't um maybe you call back chris long to play a bunch of snaps i don't know if you guys know <laughs> that he's still angry at Doug Peterson. Cause he played a ton of snaps against Dallas uh, while other guys were arrested during that Super Bowl season. But he was
0: annoyed. Oh yeah.
2: He's, he's a bit bitter about, it. it's kind of funny, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm with Rob hundred percent here. Don't play anybody that you don't need to uh, let's just get through this game. Have these guys watch, you know, Tampa tape or Rams, whoever we think is possibly in line. This point it looks like Tampa, but uh, don't play anybody.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of leaning in the, in the camp of, Hey, have the starters go out there for a series, but you know, hearing you guys talk about it, I, I, you know what I'm with you. Just, just sit the whole bunch. Don't play any of the starters. There's really nothing to, to be gained. And it's like, a, it's a domino effect for sure. Right? Because you know, my lotta Kelsey lane, these guys have been like playing through a bunch of nicks and bruises throughout the entire season. I'm sure they would like, a, you know, extra rest. And if you're going to not start those guys or play them, then you certainly don't want to put Hertz back there. Um, yeah. I mean, we have enough depth, like put out some backups. Let's see what Minshew does. Uh, could be like a big Kenny Gainwell game. I would play Kenny Gainwell. I would give even like some of the practice squad guys, uh, you know, that uh, Jackson, that, that big tight end, that's a bit of a project. I think he could have a big game. Uh, you know, just seeing what he does, JJ white whiteside Jalen Rager, like let those guys get some snaps, get some film, and see what they can do. I mean, there is a small chance. I think it's what like ten percent we end up playing the Cowboys. So very vanilla game plan. Don't want to give them anything. And yeah, just you're you're not going to benefit at all from putting these guys out there. It 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 really would be crazy to to play the starters and. I don't know about you, but I, I don't think the Eagles will be playing their starters. Um, you know, the early on, like they were very cautious about playing guys in preseason, and you know, they're all about like sports science and, and trying to avoid injuries and to their credit, knock on wood, they've done a, I mean, again, how much can you actually prevent injuries? But they seemed like they've done a pretty good job overall, keeping guys healthy. Now, how much you can actually control that who knows, but I I think they're going to be pretty cautious and I'd be surprised hurts alone. I'd be surprised if we see him now, maybe some of the other starters will play a little bit more. I think it's a little harder to sit guys on defense. I do think the guys with COVID that's another thing. I mean, maybe we're lucky in that they're testing positive this week and not for the playoffs. The good news is now that the turnaround time is only five days. So uh, assuming they're not still displaying symptoms, they would be able to play. The game is on Saturday. They did flex the game to a Saturday. So that's going on as
2: well. Yes. The other thing I'll just add too, is like, I guess the only reason to start them would be due to the fear of them being rusty and whatnot. And like, as we pointed out throughout this podcast, they've had slow starts, you know, the last three games. (laughs) So I I don't think it's an issue at this point. (laughs) Like why even have that be of concern and risk any type of injury
1: if possible. it's also a hilarious flex to an 8, eight eight thirty p.m. Saturday night game in a game that means nothing to either team. I mean, why not? Why not put a good matchup on that people actually want to watch? Well, I think it's I one think, uh, thing,
0: yeah, I think it's one of those things where it, they want to put the meaningless games on Saturday because they don't want. Like if one of the either the Cowboys or the Eagles win, if that impact if that eliminates someone, they don't want them to have nothing to play for. Like they try and the the the, the Sunday Night Flex is going to be uh, Chargers and uh, Raiders because whoever wins that gets into the playoffs. So I think they're trying to like delay those games uh, so that the they have the most to play for. I think that's the plan. But I agree, it's going to be a. Meaningless game, except Gardner Minshew is going to ball out of control and score some touchdowns on these Cowboys. Rob, are we worried at all that maybe uh, Minshew throws for five
1: touchdowns and there's a QB controversy going into the playoffs? <laughs> I hope he does. But, uh, you know, Nick Siriani said not going to happen. He's not going to be the starter. So,
0: yeah, I do uh, like that he threw that down there. But uh, I, as far as the game itself, give me the Eagles to pull something out. I, I think um, yeah. McCarthy's kind of bullshitting. I don't think they're going to play their starters the entire game. And I think we actually, I think we end up getting a victory. Uh, it's going to be a close game, but uh, well, I would take them with the points, but it, that aside, I think we get a eke out of victory here. It's going to be an ugly game, but uh, call it 21, 20 Eagles. What about you, Justin? What do you have the score being? Uh, I
2: think McCarthy is going to start those guys for as long as it matters. Um, And I I think they're going to get on top of us. Maybe for a half, I'd say at least a half.
0: I do. Zeke Zeke has a knee injury. You're putting him out there. So you think they play? Well, not
2: Zeke. I think Dak might be out there. Yeah, I think, I think they'll have some of those starters. They're obviously more than ours. I think until the game, uh, at least half. And I think Dallas is going to win. I think it's going to be 32, 13. Uh, I think we're just going to rest our guys. They're going to play a bunch of their starters to start. And then that's the way it's going to roll.
0: I can't even, I can't even allow my head to go there.
2: <laughs> oh, you can't. You're mad that I picked No, nah, It's meaningless.
0: <laughs> it's still against Dallas. I don't know, Rob. Although we did lose the Dallas, yeah. in a meaningless game in Philly. And then we went on to win the super bowl. So maybe there's precedent set there.
1: I just think it's it's it, who cares Um if we're not going to play our guys, then, you know, I don't see how we're going to win, um, especially if they even play their guys the first half. I mean, I guess the only thing they may be thinking is we have not looked good and we need to do something to kind of write the ship before the playoffs, so to speak. So I'm going to say Dallas 20 Eagles, I don't know, 13. Um But again, I just, I don't think it matters because if, if Nick's smart, I think you just don't play any of the starters and you, you save it all for the playoffs, especially knowing you may play Dallas in the playoffs at some point, if not the first week, Um, you know, why show everything and why risk anything?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. And, and one little, I I like that it's getting flexed to Saturday too, because then that will give us an extra day of preparing for the playoff game. Even if we get stuck uh, playing the Saturday wildcard game, we'll still have uh, an extra day. Most likely, unless we would somehow play the Cowboys again on the Saturday, we would have at least an extra game, a day of prep, uh, possibly more, or I guess we would only have one extra day, but regardless, like that's a good spot getting that game flexed to Saturday, this late in the year. That's a solid point. Is there anything you want to see from this game? I know it's meaningless, but uh, for me, I do want to see Gardner Minshew to continue to look sharp because again we're a QB factory. We can never have too much uh, good quarterback play. Uh, him and Kenny Gainwell, uh, I think, would be the two guys I'd really like to see uh, something from.
1: What about what about you, Rob? Anything you want to see from some of these guys? No, I, I just I'm sticking <laughs> with it. I don't think the game means much. Let's get ready for the playoffs. Justin,
2: anything you want to see out of the guys? I'm, but but I'm not allowed to say Dallas injuries, right? So, um. Other than nothing. yeah, i'm I'm kind of with Rob, but there's nothing really to look forward to. Even if, like, say, a guy like Rager has a good game, which isn't gonna happen. um I mean, I'm still not gonna be impressed. I mean, it it, be, it came to you know a b, a b plus, you know Dallas squad at best. So <laughs> there you
0: go. All right. I like it. And I like the idea of uh, Dallas getting super psyched up because they beat us and then uh, them uh, losing in the first game of the NFL playoffs. And speaking of the playoffs, the next time you hear our voices on the Die Hard Eagles podcast, we will be breaking down the Eagles in the wild card round in the playoffs. Again, uh, make sure you enter for that chance to win that sweet, sweet, sweet autographed Dawkins helmet sports gambling com slash Eagles sports gambling podcast.com slash Eagles. And for the Diehard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean sack the money green. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.